Hello. Hi, everyone. That was good. Oh my god, that was good. Thank We're you. here today. It's just us. It's been, a, it's been a while since it's just us. It is. It is. But this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, it is. Chat as usual. But guys, welcome to another episode of Money Mondays, where we're talking about raising private capital, using it for real estate businesses, whatever it is. I'm your host, Kalisha Carter, and my beautiful co-host, Betsy. Um, hey, guys. are on the page. You guys can follow us. Man, are you ready for today? I'm so ready. I'm so excited. I mean, we have a huge week, both of us, and we're here. We're here. We made it. And I just feel like we're, we're it feels like a lot. We have a lot of stuff going on. But we've organized our time really well and talk about like, hey, we're doing this. This is our plan. This is our vision. We just go for it. Man, but you guys should have seen. Normally, we're super prepared. <laughs> this is going to be like a super freestyle episode. I mean, we have the stuff outlined, but we're running and trying to finish up some stuff right before this episode. Um, but we are ready to go. We're yeah. Um, if, if you guys know anything about Kalisha and me and how we work together, we kind of really work very well when we go with the flow. So I'm like super excited about what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're really just talking about, uh, just more geared towards a private money lender, giving them like essential tips that they need to consider. Uh, we've seen some stuff in raising private capital where lenders, they don't really know what they're looking for, but they don't, they're, they don't want to say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, we're like, let's just talk about it. Yeah. I mean. We can start from the beginning. It's questions that we ask every person that we talk to when they're starting to get interested in lending. And we're like, well, these are the list of questions. What do you think? And a lot of people, can't, they can't say, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. It's funny. It's, a, what it's you, okay not to know. It's totally okay. Hi, my name is, hi, David. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, David. Hi. As best, my man. My, oh, that was good. That was, <laughs> she got it. She got it right. Oh my god, that is insane. But I, I've missed that. Okay, a person who really and nothing is nothing is wrong saying I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking for. I just want to lend. Like nothing is wrong with that. That's why return. Yeah, that's like that's literally why we're here to guide you to be like, okay, these are things that we've done. Um, do you like something like this? Or do you like something like that? It makes it way easier. Uh, and then we just take it from there. Yeah, yeah. And it's especially because there's people also that don't know, and then they just go up to what they've heard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like crazy. We're like, well, <laughs> it depends. Like, um, let, let's ask with What's one of the first things that you ask that we should like, how much do you want to lend or? So I normally just ask like, um, have you ever invested, lend before? That's my first question. Like, I want to know, have you ever done a deal before? 
Um, <laughs> these guys are so distracted in the chat. <laughs> I love it though. It's so great. But we asked them like, have you ever lend on a deal before? What is your experience as it relates to real estate? Trying to get like a background info on those lenders as well. And then we, we kind of like navigate that conversation because you don't want to like dive in into a deal and then that lender is completely new and it's like information overload. Yeah. You know that emoji when they're... Um, the, the brain. Yeah. But, <laughs> but those are like simple questions. Like I ask the amount at the end. At the end. And sometimes I don't. Depending on how that conversation went, and depending as well how ready um, they are how ready they are because i don't want to be like how much money do you have some people are kind of like throw them off what do you think that's true that's true some people are get do get thrown off of that but um also some people who've lended before and are doing it mm -hmm. they're ready for it they're just like hey this this much this is this i'm ready for this mm -hmm. let's start off at this number yes and that's always the key too when they use let's start off yeah <laughs> bingo y'all got the money <laughs> i love when they say that i'm like oh okay let's let's do it out let's get some returns for you <laughs> yeah. but the thing is too like another key question is like um would be uh what are you guys looking for do you guys want equity so we start throwing words around mm -hmm. like do you guys want cash flow do you guys want equity do you want um interest only payment what do you want to stay away from? And then we start throwing things out and based on their response, that's how we even approach it. And well. the interest with the, and that goes along right, right along with the interest because yeah. there's some lenders that don't want to lend less than, oh, and the time frame. I guess they're all connected. <laughs> right. It's, and it's, it's funny because even with that, that's when you kind of can pick up as well. If mm -hmm. that lender knows what they're talking about, because I've had conversations. Why am I saying this? <laughs> you guys, we love you guys all equally. We are not calling anyone out. We're just <laughs> our experience. And before we even dive in, let's just shoot with, or um or our just disclaimer. <laughs> this disclaimer or this information is for educational purposes only. Please do your own diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. We're giving our experience. We're not calling anyone out. We're doing it out of love, everyone, just to make sure you guys know we are here to help and answer your questions and guide you through it, show you how it looks. Exactly. Even the paperwork will tell you, hey, you're, you're missing this, this, we don't like this, this wording. We did it once, Felicia and me, we broke down a deal and we were about to close it. And she's like, I don't like the wording on this. So mm -hmm. we went back and we told that the borrower, hey, you need to change this wording. This phrase is is not the way we would want it to see to see it if it was our money. Exactly. So, so and that's the thing too. We kind of we really treat it as it's um, or a deal as well. So before I even gave that story, um, guys, like don't forget if you haven't subscribed to our channel, subscribe. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and um google podcast basically everywhere that you listen to your podcast and yeah. like this video and let us know what you guys think yeah but, pick the major ones <laughs> well with that with that with that lender i was like okay 
what type of deals are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I want my money back in three to six months and I want equity. Like, I think they wanted like 50% equity. I was like, okay. And that's the thing. I let them talk. I don't even be like, no, that's not possible. So I let them talk. And then I was like, okay, how much money do you have? And they were like 25 to 30,000. And I was like, I had to kind of take a deep breath and be like, <laughs> I had to take a deep breath and be like, okay, that's where now it's up to us to kind of like manage our expectations and educate. Mm-hmm. And we had to be like, I had to told them like, hey, this is what we're seeing now. Maybe it is out there, but this is what we're seeing. If you have this amount of money, and you want your return in three to six months, these are some exits that you will do. But here are the exits that the, the returns in the, based on the market that goes with the amount of money that you have. And so, I've had I've had something similar to that, but they said no fix and flips. They were like, no fix and flips. Yeah, or or thirty thousand dollars and they don't want to be in second lien position and no fix and flips. So that's like, hmm. Sometimes it's kind of like challenges us to like figure out, okay, what type of strategy would go with what they have? Because um, that's crazy too. Yeah, or even actually people will change their mind when they're like, well, this one is in my hometown, so I feel better about the risk in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's some, go, no, go finish, Betsy. I was gonna say, it just depends. And then even with that too, when they when they start talking about, oh, I only want to be in first lane position. Now we have to go into education mode. Yeah. Because we now have to start saying, okay, if you if you only want to be in first um first lane, then here are different scenarios of deals that we've structured or what is what we've seen that you will be in second lane. Because yeah. it's it's first, creepy. In first lane. <laughs> yeah and firstly and like guys like honestly as well nothing is wrong with being in second or third lane position with no lenders who are okay with that it's really just you understand what position you're in and the risk and the risk and the numbers like we were talking with abraham last week insert a video of abraham here if i can (laughs) um he only does first position and he only likes first position because he is willing to take that risk of, Hey, if this property sells this amount, I'm guaranteed to get it back. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to get it back. Now at second position, that doesn't really happen. But if you do your numbers correctly and you make sure that there's a cushion there, mm-hmm. um, the first, one of the first times I was on the phone with Kalisha, she's like, it needs to have meat on the bone. So I always th- picture that now. It has to have, it's a cushion, but it's also like a lot of meat on the bone. You're like you can't, yeah, and you can't do like, because we've underwrote deals and like it's a fix and flip and someone asked us to raise capital and we're like, yeah, you only have like a fifteen to 20,000 spread. No, because your rehab can go over budget and then that just wipes out everything. So it doesn't make sense for us to even raise capital for something like that because or lenders are gonna be thinking the same thing. Yeah, the new pipes, new plumbing pipes, you're done. Mm-hmm. It's it's like all wiped out. So knowing the different risks, the the lean positions and everything, um, guys just 
it's really what you're comfortable with. And the only way you will know what you're comfortable with is if you try something. Not saying like if you have, hey, Tyrone, <laughs> thanks <Yeah>. for tuning in. <laughs> I know. Hi, Ty. I was, that's, that's the person who I was telling you about. Ah, got Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I know. But really like the the risk and uh, lean positions and even if sometimes person be like, oh, I have a hundred thousand dollars. Um but we try to be like, okay, if they're still new, we're like, let's start off with this and this type of deal. For us, as much as we would like the funds now or for you to fund all of our deals, we're looking at it that okay, this is going to be, we're building a relationship, you know? So we're not, we, we, we try not to be, you know, greedy and be like, okay, we want you to put all your funds in all the deals that we have. <laughs> because we know if you do just one deal and you have you have an experience with us or work and everything will prove um, itself. And they're like, okay, yes, I like um, doing these with these guys. I like the structure of it all. You know what happened? They're gonna come back to us. Then they're gonna refer someone to us. Yep. So that is um, that is pretty good, guys. If you have any questions or have any like um, suggestions or anything like that with lenders or raising capital, whatever it is, like drop them in the comments. Even and- what city you're from, <laughs> or watching from. You know what? Another thing that I realized too is that. Some person will be like, okay, I only want um, my money back in three to six months, right? And I only want to start off with $30,000. But then we send out our our, um, weekly newsletters and then with a deal that we're offering equity and they're like, I want this one. You're like, huh. One, you find out that they have more money. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Again. And until you find out that, okay, these guys are interested in equity. Yeah. So I think it goes back again where lenders seeing things, how these are structured, and it kind of gives them an idea of what they like and what they would do. Because it's like us, we'll be like, I would never do this. But then you see someone um, present something, you're like, ah, oh, let's think about this. What other thing that you've seen, Betsy, since raising capital with lenders? Well, my, my biggest thing is that when they have like 20, 30,000 and they said they want to be on first position. I mean, we've talked about that. It's very, very difficult um, to find something like that. Um, I mean, unless the property needs so much rehab and then, you know, sometimes it's just not even worth it, worth it at the end. It's really important to know how to underwrite or at least, you know, get with people like us who will we'll underwrite it. We do the underwriting and we'll yeah. show you what our numbers mean on, on our pitch on our pitch decks. We have the breakdowns of the acquisition yeah. cost, like what what amount is going to what and like break it down specific, like mm-hmm. to, to the cent sometimes. Um, yeah, because even mortgages sometimes don't have. When the property is acquired subject to, they're not like at zero or, you know, so we have the sense on there too. And, yeah. Um, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then we'll also break down the exit. So, hey, like this is how the numbers are supposed to look. And this is a backup just in case. So, And then that's the thing too. A lot of persons only have 
one exit strategy. Yeah. For us, we're like, okay, what is the worst case scenario? And that exit doesn't work. What are you going to do? So that, part, that person has to tell us. And the numbers also needs to, needs to make sense in um, everything that you guys do. That's something to, to consider as well. Um, what I've seen kind of weird. Is it? No, it's not weird. It's not weird. No, I, I kind of lost my train of thoughts now. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> it's crazy because it's because of our pitch decks kind of made us try to kind of go in and um, raise private capital because we've gotten great feedback on on those, like the, the, the details and anything that lenders want, questions, everything is usually in our deck. Um, and most of our primary money lenders don't have the time to be going back and looking at the comps. Like today, I think I spent two hours looking at comps for a property that I, I, I really had to like dig in and look to make sure it had good numbers and it was stable. Like it yeah. took me two hours. Most people don't have that time. They see something, they're like, eh, no, next. They're like, next, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do this. Which is understandable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the benefit with private lending. I think there's three things that I've learned when I started investing, and I learned this off bigger pockets. You can either have time, knowledge, and capital, right? So if you partner with, okay. If you partner with, um, gonna answer that question, David. If you partner with an investor that has the time and the expertise, you as a private money lender, you bring in the capital. Most times a capital partner does not have the time and the experience. Mm -hmm. So that's where something like that goes hand in hand. Yeah. So Always providing that value from a different angle. Yeah, that's the thing. And even like with lenders who I think lenders as well and i think they should but they don't give credit to the person that is the borrower it takes a lot the most of the work is finding that deal yeah and for the numbers to make sense and for the numbers to make sense and <laughs> you have lenders where i'm not gonna lie are super greedy and we have to be like hey this is the numbers it doesn't work with that return either you take it or you leave it it's simply like, yeah, there could be other deals out there for you guys to fund. But then it kind of, especially for a new borrower, if they're asking that, they're like, oh, I want 20%, 30%. That borrower could be so desperate and they say yes. And the deal doesn't even make sense. So yeah. it's a risk on both persons' um, part as well. Can you explain? Can, oh, can you explain second and third position? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, hmm. I'm going to go super, try to be super, super simple. You know, like when you guys go to, if you should buy a home, everyone always talk about, let's take out a loan, right? And you take out a loan, the bank, when they give you a loan, when you're qualified and, you, and they give you a loan, the bank will be in first lead position right let's say now that house that you bought it needs some renovating or you need extra money for that 
you will not go to, it could be a, a private money lender. This person could even be a family or a friend, yeah. a cousin, an uncle. <laughs> hey, John, can you lend me $20,000 um, for a certain time? And I'll pay you back in six months at 10%, right? Or 5%, whatever it is. John now will be in second lien position. What happens now is let's say the first and, all, and all these liens are recorded. They're all recorded, right? So let's say that in a couple of years, months, whatever it is, the person who took out the first loan from the bank, the person who borrowed the money from John dies, right? And everyone now needs to recoup their funds. Because of that lien position that's recorded, once the property is up for sale or whatever it is, the person in first lien will be paid off first, and then the person in second lien will be paid off second. Now, it's not a guarantee that the person second will be paid their full amount. This is why it is important to have meat on the bone. <laughs> yeah. It's super important. Again, another example, if it, because if that house, if the mortgage balance is 200,000 and that $20,000, that means there's a lien for, let's say 220. If they only sold the house for 210, the person secondly only get back $10,000 because what? The, first, the person first lien position gets paid first then whatever is left, the second lien position, and likewise for the third, the fourth, fifth lien position. I've seen deals where it goes to fifth lien position, like super big deals, and persons are okay with that. Again, it's really the, what do you call it? The more money you put up, then you'll be in first lien. Put it that way. The less money, then you go in second, third lien position. Because if a deal is 200000 and you come in with $170,000, you are bringing more money. You're carrying a higher risk. So, of course, you'll be in, in first lien. And then whoever comes in with another $25,000, you'll be in second lien. I hope that helps, David. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Yeah, like we, we explain, like, just as how we're explaining to you, that's, that's how we explain it to our private money lenders. Hey, we have this deal. You're going to be in second lien. You're going to be in third lien position. This is the risk. This is, and we start up the conversation. This is what's going to happen. Worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. I have um, sugarcoated, no nothing. We start off with the worst case scenario. And if they're down, why not? Like, why not? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk about it in a retirement fund perspective. Mm -hmm. your, your stocks, your retirement fund is still being um lent on they're yeah. being lent on on the market at whatever rate is over there whatever they are handling at so it's still a risk having it there like it's still it's still making money or getting like some people lost i think 30 or 50,000 on their retirement funds last year yeah. Yeah. i mean it's still a risk. Everything, like every, whenever you're lending, whenever you're doing it, whenever you are in real estate, it's a, everything, every decision you make is a risk. Yeah. Now, how much of a risk depends on how well you understand the mm -hmm. numbers. Yeah. And that's the thing. And 
I'm, I'm so glad that you point that out because we also have people like, this is a risk. Like anything can happen. We don't control the market. Like anything can happen, guys. The, mo the important thing is how is your money protected? How is it secured? What is the worst case scenario? That's it. Like, or, and also like, how is my money insured? Yeah. And if you have the things, um, what do you, what would you say? Like the things in place to mitigate those risks, then like with everything, like you just need to have things in place. That's it. Yep. Honestly, like nothing is guaranteed. Like nothing. Yeah. But I mean, personally, I don't know about you, Kalisha, but I know personally, I would prefer investing in real estate over stocks, <laughs> over crypto. <laughs> having a, um, a physical asset. Yes. I have stocks um, and I just keep seeing it turn from green to red, green to red. And then it just keeps going down and down. And I'm like, yeah, I pulled my money. I left, left some in like, because I have stocks in like Amazon and um, like Apple and those big companies, I leave it in. But everything else, I just take it out because I rather put money in something. Like I just want that cash flow. I'm sorry. I love the cash flow. <laughs> I, I just want that cash flow. And another thing too is like we we always ask our lenders, where is the money coming from? And here's why: if it's their savings. And it's the only money, it's their last, last. That's a no-no. Because we don't want you to land on a deal. And then in the middle of the project, you're like, okay, no, uh, can I get my money back? Because it's so hard for you to liquidate that amount so quickly. It's tied up. Like, if you have your last, guys, uh, if you're thinking of becoming a private money lender and this is your last money, do not use it you are putting yourself you're putting the the investor in a very very sticky position um because now instead of them focusing on completing the deal they're focusing on like trying to get your money out you know and especially especially if you're going through like medical stuff and yeah. you can't really, like prove that you're going through medical like just <laughs> make sure Make sure, I would say make sure that it's money that you would be totally fine with losing. Like it would suck, but you are fine. If anything happens, you're not putting yourself at risk. Yeah. And I, oh, Bessie, can you just say that again? Oh, uh, like <laughs> just, just shout it out for the people in the back. Don't put yourself at risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is like key. And you got to be okay with losing that money. Got to be okay <laughs> with it. You have it's like, again, think about it. Like Betsy mentioned the whole retirement thing. If your money's there in your retirement account and money's in a bank, if it disappears, what are you going to do? Like you're going to go and quarrel? Like what are you really going to do? It's tough, but we have to like manage our expectation like, hey, this can really happen. Mm -hmm. And whatever, when that time, I always say whenever that happens, back home will say, when the time they come, you, when, it, when the time come, you cross that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out when that happens, but yeah. mitigate that risk as much 
as you guys can. Yeah. I'm thinking like what else would benefit um, anyone that's thinking of being a private money lender? Um, what questions do you guys have? Let, let us know. What, what are you guys thinking about? What are your thoughts? Um, we want to know. Definitely. Let's, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And for or listen, whoever is listening to this way after, or if you're re-watching this on YouTube, yes. comment, um, let us know. You can also comment on um, the podcast and Spotify and let us yes. know feedback. Yes, um, and we answer all of the, I, I personally answer all of the um, comments. Uh, I see you guys writing stuff. It's so awesome. I love seeing you at night when I can't sleep. <laughs> She watches it like a hawk. Like she goes studio. She watches everything. Like we get a comment and she goes, and she responds, which is good. Which yeah. is we try to be as responsive as we can. Yeah. No, like if you guys have questions, um, and even as well, like if you're completely new to to lending, um, I would say like connect with people who are doing it mm -hmm. and have a setup, have a conversation. Hey. Tell me about a few deals that you've done with private money lenders. How did you structure those deals? Like have those conversations. Have you ever lost money before? If yes, which it can happen. How did you deal with something like that? Ask those questions. So at least you're kind of like, you're learning as well. And when it's time for you to lend, you're comfortable. You won't be like a hundred percent, but if you're 99% comfortable, this is something new. Um, then that's fine because you don't want to be like, yeah, I want to lend on this deal, which it happens. And then right at closing, you back out. I mean, it sucks, you know, but be prepared as well and have an understanding of what is it that you are doing and what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You said something really important there. They back out at last minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, that, that sucks. This happened to us a couple times. Oh, yeah. Like, get to the point where we draft paperwork and all that stuff. Have our LLCs set up. <laughs> no, I should use that something. I'm not like, boo. Like, but it happens. So, yeah. <laughs> it really does happen. But, and this is why, like, certain things, especially for the entity, when we're talking about creating it, we're giving equity in a deal with a private money lender, and you go as far as, creating that entity, you guys need to be sure because these things cost money. Mm -hmm. As the, the borrower, we have to have to pay money or the investor has to pay money to the title or an attorney to draft those documents. And it's not like most times, like the terms change. It's just right there in paper. And you say, yes, I'm in. That person have to, they have to absorb that cost. So I think that's something to keep in mind as well as a lender. Again, we're not here to bash anyone. We're just trying to manage your expectations and sharing it from both sides. Yeah, and, and making sure to tell you that it's okay that if you're unsure, say, hey, like I'm interested in this deal. I'm just not sure because of this and this and that. Like actually list out, like I'm not sure because of this. Because yeah. that's also something that can be negotiated. You guys can negotiate terms to what you want. Um, yeah. It's not like set in stone always. Um, there are times that it's like, I can't do more than this. But it's always something that you can talk about. You can 
we can like we're open to have a conversation and a lot of time it's like miscommunication hmm. that's it like that one thing maybe that investor they're using the investor terms and that lender is really afraid to be like can you expand more on this no this doesn't make sense but just going to say hey this doesn't connect can you can you just re-explain that and then just one more explanation makes such a big difference but that's some of our experiences i'm here thinking what else there could be we talk about the risk we talk about the structures um what is first second third lean return on investment um one thing we've seen is for example if we give if there's a deal and there's equity being given to that private money lender and a new entity is being created. Keep in mind, if you're gonna have ownership in a home, a lot of times persons ask, how soon can I get my money back? And I would be like, hmm, how do I break this down and really explain it? Really like with something like that, it will take a while for you to get your money back because now this is like really a long-term investment. Now it's, um, your, it's your property now. It's, yes, it's you. And that's what people forget sometimes. Like if you give a portion of the equity, think it's the same as if you go to a bank and get 100% um, in a home and put 20% down. Like do the same math. If you put 20% down, do you ask yourself as well, how soon am I getting my money back? You still work it all out. Do the same for the deal. We've had like offering equity and someone's like, I need my money back in two years. And I'm like, huh? Like, we're not going to go. And most of these exits are either a short-term rental or a mid-term rental or just a traditional long-term rental. So that the biggest return on that is really you getting the tax benefits from being an equity partner and you're benefiting from the cash flow. You don't have to worry about anything as it relates to the property, repairs, maintenance, none of those stuff. You're literally sitting back, put your money up, get in tax benefits, and money's being deposited in your account. You're getting a check every month. Every month. And you don't have to worry about, ooh, I got to get insurance. Ooh, the roof needs to be fixed. Man, I got to get a plumbing guy. No. You're like a silent partner in most of these deals, just putting up your money. Just think about it that way and compare if you should go to a bank and put 20% down, go through the process, and be responsible for everything as you relates to that property. There's one thing I don't want to do that. <laughs> Give me that cash flow, guys. Just I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it all. And until you guys see those tax benefits, you're, you're going to want it all the time. Yeah, yeah. We actually, I actually was talking to a private money lender she only lands in certain states and specific cities and wants one certain exit, which is, it's great. We can find that. We can totally find that. And it wasn't, she was like, yeah, I'm doing it for the tax benefits. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people because sometimes they have their W2 where they're making a ton of money and they're like, I'm paying a lot. So it's not that they don't want to pay taxes. The right word, they don't, they want to defer their taxes. So that's why owning a real estate guys, you're deferring your taxes again. We are not CPAs, not attorney. We're, 
good for providing legal advice. We're just sharing what we have really learned and what we've seen in our deals and our experience. Literally. So you benefit that that is like a it's like a big bonus. Yeah. Not that tax advantage. Yeah, and uh, I think especially here in the United States, knowing the ways to be able to get a little bit more on the creative side so that you can receive those tax benefits. Um, it's very important. A lot of people, a lot of people, we don't get taught that. And it, it's, it's really, really cool when you start getting into it and doing your own research and saying, wow, there's so many ways I can earn, earn some money on the side and uh, get tax benefits too. But even like, and then everything has their, everything, has their up their pros and cons it's yeah. just like um what do you call that thing before you even wrap up the when you get interest um you do the short-term lending and you get the interest payments on it and everything like that you get taxed on that interest income so if you're not even um coordinating and talking to your cpa to be like hey i have this money coming in what can i do it's all about reinvesting within that tax year reinvest 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 and a lot of persons realize um, at the end or when it's too late, they're like, yeah, bingo, you pay, you charge all these interests. Now you got to pay taxes on all of that. So yeah. keep that in mind. That's against other than doing a 1031 exchange to avoid a head to head. Oh, yes. You're right, Tyrone. You are so right. But I hope this helps anyone who is watching, listening. Yeah, and, and maybe even gives you some questions to be able to ask your CPA, to be able to have that conversation more open with them and being like, look, I'm interested in doing this. How do I go about doing it the correct way? Or, um, yeah, with my accounts, because they, 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 they really are certified. They know. Mm -hmm. And even like question that I hope that some of the things that we've discussed you can also ask it to anyone who bring you deals as well. And like, hey, I'm looking for lending. Ask these questions. Yeah. These are vital questions that you guys need answers to with the not even presented with the numbers. Like, how is my money protected? How is it secured? How is it insured? What is the worst case scenario? Like a true investor, when you get when you guys get to a point, those are the key things that matter. What are the different exit strategies and all that stuff? Exactly. But, Guys, this was fun. This is so fun. I love we should do this more often. <laughs> just chat, just chat, just chat away. And if you guys have any ideas of things you would like us to talk about, I mean you guys can reach out to us on Instagram or handles are there. Um, if you guys want us to bring someone on, mm -hmm. just let us know who we will try to reach out. Yeah, and if you haven't subscribed as yet, subscribe to our channel. Also. Before we wrap up, huge shout out to like all, all of you subscribers. All, all of you. <laughs> guys, we're like, we're like what, 166? 166 last time I checked, but I haven't checked it today. So it's good. Like you guys have been super, super supportive. Supportive. Um, you guys are also listening to on like Apple and um and Spotify. You guys are really listening to our episodes. So thank you. Um, we really appreciate it. We'll put the, what do you call that? Um, for those listening, we are, we're, we're now showing the little heart emoji with our hands. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Again, we're available on all major podcast 
like and subscribe to our channel. And unfortunately, there will not be any Money Mondays next week because it is Veterans Day. Um, so we're just going to show respect. Um, but we'll tune in right after with Nick McGrew. So want to be an attorney. You guys want to you guys want to be on this episode. This is going to be. Yes, he okay. is certified. Yes. <laughs> so join in. Uh, I think that's June 4th or June 5th with Nick McGrew. We'll have the bring your questions, bring your suggestions, anything that you guys want to know, ask. I mean, you're going to literally have an attorney available to you for all your questions. Yeah. Yeah. So tune in, guys. And Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it all. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys.